Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Man. What up, dog? This is E-Shot. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy, DJ Paul K-O-L from 36 Young Dizzy Bone. Vice World. This your man, Matt Minor Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Appreciate and I still appreciate and hate them today for their support. I really do. 
Yeah, yeah, and all those shows I mentioned, you know, um, and of course, you know, uh, Miami Vice, uh, you know, uh, these are huge, huge shows, and um, you, you're behind the camera making sure that they uh, they turn out good, making sure that they're going to get these ratings and a lot of pressure, you know what I'm saying? What was that like trying to, um, you know, juggle that as, as well as being an actor? Well, to be honest with you, man, it wasn't easy. But, you yeah. know, um, one of the things that, um, you know, during the holidays, um, they used to, uh, all the major veterans to take off and go out of town and stuff. And that gave me an opportunity because I used to stay in town and direct things because, uh, you know, they um, were out of town. So it gave me an opportunity. Yeah. And you got to work with so many different people. Like uh, if you did Cagney and Lacey, I would imagine you worked with uh, Martin Coates, right? Yeah, worked with all of them, yeah. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, he's still doing it today with the Cobra Kai and everything. We had him on the show a couple years ago. Um, also, Jesse Ventura, you got to work with him. Uh, what was it Jesse like working with Jesse? Body Ventura. What was he like? Huh? Yeah, Bill, you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was just saying, uh, what was it like to work with Jesse Ventura, Jesse the Body? Oh, it was incredible, man. You know, uh, working with him and Arnold Schwarzenegger together in that film, that was, that was. Uh, we, we were in the jungles of uh, Puerto Vallarta in Mexico for a long time. And um, the first week we were there, we're in the middle of the jungle all the time, and the caterer put netting around the tent so we ate, but we'd always find bugs in our food. And the first three days, we'd say, take this crap back. We're not eating because there's bugs in it. He's saying, guys, I'm doing the best I can because, you know, we're in the jungle. By the end of the week, the bugs are called protein. Wow. You guys there was no other food. There was, there was no other food. You gotta have a cast iron stomach. I mean, they, I used to hear stories they they would train guys in the army and the military to eat like night crawlers and, and stuff like you said for protein. Um, I mean, you have to have an incredible gag reflex to handle that. I imagine. <laughs> uh, it was a good, a great brotherhood, put it that way. Yeah, and and you guys, I mean, um, I, I hated to see. Yourself, Carl Weathers, and um, Jesse get killed because you guys, to me, were the three like you know, you know guys of that movie, along with Arnold, of course. Um, when you knew your character was going to die, and unfortunately, you died a brutal death. I don't know if you died worse than Carl Weathers or not. I think he got his arm ripped off and he was gored, but you got your head blown off. I mean, that, that was horrible. Did you, uh, uh, were you kind of upset that, that, that you were dying off? Did you want to hang out a little bit longer in that film, or were you happy to get out of the jungle eating bugs? <laughs> I think all of us wanted to hang in there longer, but believe me, being in the jungle and crawling on your belly with curl snakes, uh, scorpions trying to bite you, spiders, and other animals, uh, 
it was it was a challenge, but we formed a brotherhood together under those difficult circumstances, and we loved it. Yeah, yeah, iconic film uh, to this day. You know, uh, you could see it any day of the week, just about anywhere on TV. Um, and then uh, right before that, you acted, of course, with uh, Arnold in Commando as Cook. Uh, again, I wanted you around longer in that movie, you know. Uh, Me? Because, I mean, you, you, gave Arnold, you gave Arnold a run for his money. I mean, you were beating the heck out of him for a minute there, you know. Yeah, but they, 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 they paid me to lose the fight. Yeah. Yeah, but in real life, you could have took him, right? I think so. Yeah, I mean he's bigger and everything, but that doesn't mean you know muscles don't mean everything. I mean you, you know you're from New York, you know you grew up in New York, man. Um, what was it like coming up as a kid in uh, uh, New York? It was uh, first of all, it was during segregation. I was born in 1943. Okay. Yeah. So my sister and I were beaten on the street by bikers when we were like seven and eight years old. Mm. My father became home bloody, went upstairs and got his shotgun and drove us up and down Main Street and and, and said, do, do you see the bikers? Where are they? Even if we saw them, we would not tell him because he would have killed them and he would have been in jail for the rest of his life. Wow. Did you guys see him and not say nothing? No, we we didn't listen. We we took it because the fact of the matter is we would never see my father again. We made a decision. Yeah. Also, it was a good place because I got my acting career started there with, you know, at Dutch Community College. I had a lot of friends there that were white and black, so it was a mixed bag of things. You know, it wasn't one painting color. Yeah. Like white friends and. Well, it's like uh, Chicago. Um, you know, I grew up uh, there, and you could uh, travel the whole world without leaving the city limits. You know, it's um, right. you go to school, you ha- you might have a kid from Armenia next to you, and then a kid from Pakistan on the other side, and um, and that's the beautiful thing about America uh, that needs to be showcased more, especially now. I mean, things are so crazy right now. It's just, uh, it's like we're going back instead of forward, you know? And that's a shame for the future generations. I understand. I agree. I agree. You know? Um, but you're doing something about it. You're actually wanting to showcase the talents of these um, young people coming up now. And you have this new network called Unite. Um Tell everybody about this, Bill. Well, we're living in a time of division. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's a little crazy. You know, it's like from the virus to the economy to politics. Like, you know, we're divided. And my question is, uh, because I disagree with you, I don't know to hate you. Because the thing is, what are we leaving our children? And yeah. uh, and the thing is that we have to start thinking differently because we're responsible for our children's future. And so the Unite Network is uh, reporting all of the good things that are happening in this country and around the world. Interviews 
with a lot of famous people, interviews with common people that are doing great things. We have Cedric the Entertainer and Anthony Anderson and other people who are supporting me in this effort. So, you know, and we're going to launch the full thing in November, but we have a couple of pieces up now. We're slowly launching it. So people just should go to the Unite Network online, Y-O-U-N-I-T-E. And I have two books that are out, you know, you know, Works of the Invisible Man and The Journey, and my autobiography, 40 Years on Screen and Behind the Camera. So I'm, you know, I'm still in there. I still am working on things, you know, and I just love what I do, so I don't want, I don't want to retire. Uh, that's a beautiful thing. You know, uh, your longevity is amazing because – not only uh, have you been able to reinvent yourself, so to speak, over the years, but you're trying different things, and, and you're trying to help people, like with this uh, Unite. I think it's a very positive thing, and it's going to work. What has been the feedback you've been getting from it so far? It's been very positive. People are are wanting to see the whole launch. Um, you know, they really are very kind. And they think it's needed, and they think of our children, and they they're saying, this is something our children need to see to give them hope. Yeah. Something to look forward to instead of something to be depressed about. Because many kids That's are. That's right. You know, so, again, I commend you for this. Um, and then you got a couple of books out right now. Um, let's talk about The Journey, A Tale of Human Healing. Um, break this one down for us, Bill. It basically tracks the journey that we all go through in life. You know, we're we're taught to be happy. You have to be somebody. You have to be famous or be rich or whatever, you know, uh, or the head of this or the head of that. Um, the truth of the matter is, I know a lot of people that are very wealthy, but they're unhappy. So what is the real journey of life? The real journey of life is the mirror. You've got to learn how to love that person you see in that mirror. And once you love that person, no matter what the circumstances are around you, you have a foundation to start from that's positive. And so that's what the journey is about. It's fact, this young man's journey through life, his parents give him advice, but he ignores the advice and ends up in a situation that's not good. But uh, then he's carried up the mountain of truth by everybody who we are, so... It's a book of hope. Yeah. Something something that uh, we all could use right now, especially the youth, you know, because um, they're going to be the ones ultimately that I believe are going to get things back on track. You know, I agree. They're going to be the ones that are going to um, use tools that people like yourself have planted there for them. Is that your inspiration, to to? Get the kids in the future to to kind of you know come back to, to to a good place. I think my inspiration is always our children. What are yeah. we leaving our? And that's something that we all have to believe and and begin. You know this narcissistic greed. Where is it leading? I mean, you know, the COVID, the COVID doesn't care if you're rich or poor. You know what I mean? Yeah. The storm. The storms took out rich people's homes and poor people's homes in terms of the tornado and the hurricane. What is our common humanity? We've got to leave our children to understand there's only one basic race, that's the human race. We divide ourselves by stupidity, like skin color or gender or whatever, 
But the bottom line is the human race. All of our children are part of the human race. What are we leaving them in terms of their hope and survival? That's a question we should ask ourselves every day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because you want to you want to sustain this. You don't want a uh, civilization to end or the, you know things to you know erode so bad where it's beyond the point of no return. So you got to secure right. this. You know. Um, Oh, that's that's awesome, man. I'm I'm definitely going to check that out. And then also, um, you got works of the Invisible Man, uh, poetic prose written by yourself. Uh, tell us about this one. I started off as a writer. I was a tall, young black man, not popular. I wasn't considered attractive, and so I didn't have many friends in the beginning. And so I started a journal. I wrote my feelings, I'm my thoughts down, and then that turned into poetry, and then it turned into the script. So uh, a lot of this poetry is from years ago, my present poetry, that I want to get out there. But it's, a, it's about, again, the human experience. I wanted people to know what I've gone through and maybe they can relate to it. Yeah. I mean, you're just you're dropping knowledge. You know, I mean, uh, again, I commend you. Because uh, you know, not only are you sharing your stories of what you've been through, but you're also, you know, um, trying to help kids, um, and and that is something I wish more people in Hollywood and entertainment would do, you know. Um, but it's good you're getting support with uh, things like this. Like uh, <clears throat> you mentioned, uh, I, I forget who you mentioned. You said um, Cedric. Oh yeah, Cedric the Entertainer, I believe, was. Uh, Supporting you with the Unite Network, right? Yeah, and so is Anthony Anderson. Oh wow! Other people too. That and see, that's a good thing. And you're doing all this, then you're starring on uh, HBO with No Sudden Move. Um, right. Man, how do you keep up at this pace? I mean, you said you were born in '43. My my father was born in '42. Hey, you, you must have the secret to the fountain of youth. <laughs> I, I do meditation. You're... I have a trainer. I do Pilates, physical therapy, um, walking. My diet, I, I, you know, I've lost a lot of weight because I became vegan, but I'm only vegan like three or four days a week now. I'm back into fish. And so I try to, you know, put together things in my life that are supporting my health of mind, body, and spirit. You know what I mean? That's what I do. Meditation helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Um, I, I want everybody to go to this uh, UniteNetwork.com. That's Y-O-U-N-I-T-E Network.com. I'm looking on here. you got Anthony Anderson. Um, and it gives you the option you could sign up. It's like a, a, a profile. Is it almost like a Facebook type thing? Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So you're you're going to be uh, you know the uh, right there next to Zuckerberg and them, but but with a positive outlet. You know, Facebook is kind of uh, if you scroll down the timelines of Facebook, you could literally go insane. Um, you know, some Instagram the same way. This sounds like this is something that's uh, real positive. Yeah, we we only we only report positive things. There are so many positive things that are happening in this world. There are people 
that are doing positive things. They get no dollars for it, but they do it because they care about our kids in the future. So we support them and have them on our network. That's what we're trying to do. Oh, yeah, showcase. Uh, uh, yeah, help, that way you can help uh, get people behind them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and that could be very effective, too, in, in uh, changing a lot of things for, 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 the, for the better of humanity. Um, Bill, let me ask you this. I know this has got to be a, a question I know you get asked a lot, and it's probably hard to look back at um, all the characters you've played over the years, but who are some of the ones that stand out for you that you really like playing? Well, I love what I did in Predator. Um, you know, Commando and other things. But here, here's something that's amazing. Um, out of all the movies I've made, and I only have one scene in this movie, wherever I go around the world, this one quote from this movie is said to me by young people around the world. It's from Minister Society. Remember that movie? Oh, yeah. You know you don't fucked up, don't you? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That line yeah. was said to me, I was in Japan, in Japan, walking down the street in Japan, and these three young boys walked by me and they said, hey, you, you, you. I said, hey, I said, you be a duke, be duke, right? I said, yes. They say, no, you don't puck up, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Man. They couldn't Man, even say uh, the F word. They said puck. Yeah, without the K. You fuck That's up. right. Yeah. Man, that's amazing. Yeah, that that role uh, right there, yeah, that, that was an iconic scene. Um one of the uh, a climax of the movies. Um, they had to get a guy in there that was that wasn't uh, going to take any shit. Somebody that was going to go in there and put the scare into them. But that's been one of yeah. the most quoted uh, uh, characters, huh? Yeah. You should put that on a shirt, Bill. I mean, that'd probably do real good <laughs> globally. One, you know. Um but that's that's amazing, you know. Um, now, when you look back at the stuff that uh, you directed in the 80s, um, I know there was a, uh, an instance where you uh, you were mistaken. You were racially profiled, actually, on the set. Um, you were mistaken for a delivery person, but you were actually a director. How did you, uh, you know, when, when something like that happened, how did you get through that and not blow up and, you know, hey, who the hell are you talking to? How did you cope well, with that? I was the first black director on Dallas, and uh, I drove up my, my, my used car with my little, you know, briefcase and everything, and had little tie-ons trying to look. I was the first black director, trying to look presentable. And I rolled down my window, and the security guard looks in the window and says to me, who are you delivering to? I said, what did you say? He said, who are you delivering to? I wanted to say to him, I'm about to deliver a camera. What they have to you? I didn't say that. Yeah. I didn't say that because I would have been known as the angry black man in Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? So what yeah. I said instead, I said, I'm delivering my talent as the first black director on Dallas. Would you please open the gate? And he did. 
that he uh every time he saw you after that it was nothing but smiles, huh? That's right. Big smile. Yeah. Yeah, well I'll tell you what though, you know, um uh it's horrible you had to go through something like that, but you trailblazed the way for others to follow behind you. You know? Thank you. No doubt. No doubt. And uh you know, and and Horrible situations like that, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, they're still going on today. What advice would you have for a a young black director that's coming up right now getting into Hollywood? I would say two things. One, study the craft of directing. Don't just pick up a camera and start shooting. But what is the craft of directing? That's going to distinguish you from everybody else you're competing with. Number two, stop waiting. I just, uh, two years ago, I was in a film called High Flying Bird, which is uh, directed by the great, great Steven Soderbergh, and it's on Netflix right now. It, he shot the film with five iPhone 7 Pluses, a feature film. When they did the dolly shots, they rolled them around in a wheelchair, okay? So nothing's stopping us today, nothing. Look at Issa Rae, started with Webisode, and now she's got all kinds of stuff on you know what I'm saying? So we gotta yeah. we gotta study our craft and stop waiting. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um that's what I'm talking about. Uh now another one one question I wanna ask you too, uh before we go, uh deep cover, uh Lawrence Fishburne, phenomenal film. Uh the soundtrack uh got you know Phrase as well, of course. Um, did you know that uh, w- when you had, um, you know, Snoop Dogg, and obviously you knew the talents of Dr. Dre, but did you know that Snoop Dogg would turn out to be like a household name, uh, you know, 20 years later on, on all kinds of TV shows, Martha Stewart commercials? Did you know he would be that pig back then? Never. I had no idea. No idea. Nothing. Yeah. He deserves it. He works hard and he's good at what he does, but he deserves it. Okay, he wears many hats, too. Um, you know, now he's in the fight game, announcing fights, um, all kinds of different things. What was it like uh, directing Deep Cover? I mean, you had so many uh, Jeff Goldblum. You had uh, a, a real good cast on there, too. What was that film like? It was. It was... Pleasure. It was one of the highest points of my career to work with that kind of talent uh, who believed in me and believed in the script and what we were doing. I mean, Jeff Goldblum, Terrence Williams III, um, you know, Lawrence, you know, you know, all you do is tell them how you see the scene, and they go out and they take it a thousand times better than what you even thought of. They're just brilliant. Yeah, people that, uh, uh, you know, have already uh, been doing it for a long time themselves, you know. Um, well, with all this that you got going on right now, I mean, the social media platform, a pair of books, an HBO uh, project, uh, what do you have in the works that we don't know about that's coming up? Well, I'm going to be developing, you know, a couple of features, films, I got an offer to uh, do one feature film and 
another one's coming along. So, uh, and I'm just, you know, there's other projects I want to do in terms of document. I love documentary. But it gives a voice to the voiceless. And so I'm working on several of those. But my nonprofit is what I'm putting a lot of energy in. It's called the Duke Media Foundation. Tell folks to go to dukemediafoundation.org, dukemediafoundation.org. It's online. They want to contribute to us. We teach young people two things, media literacy and financial literacy. Uh, we teach them what is the future of, liter- of, of media, the jobs that are going to be in the future, and we teach them the basics like edit and all those things. But financial literacy, a lot of our young people uh, don't know about money. They know how to spend it, but not how to use it. And we teach them that. We teach what is the stock market? What is the FDIC? What's the Federal Reserve? What is debt? What is credit, et cetera? I think, as you know, that there are some of us who have made $100 million in a lifetime and go broke. How do you make $100 million and go broke? Man, I'd like to find out. Well, I wouldn't want to be broke, but I'd like to find out making a hundred million. But yeah, I could see what you're saying. I mean, how would you lose that once you get it? You know, you think you'd want to yep. invest it and keep generational wealth going, yep, rather than waste it on materialism. Nobody teaches you. How do you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I commend you for that too. I mean, that's a, that's a great thing, you know. I mean, look what Mike Tyson went through. He went through, uh, I think, uh, you know, better part of five hundred million dollars or some something like that. Um, yeah. He's just now getting back on his feet, which I'm glad to see. But at the time, you know, tigers and mansions and you know, yeah. it's crazy. And then and then a thousand people leeching off of him too. I would imagine. Yep. That's what you got to teach them too, Bill. Is uh, when you get into this business, you're going to have a lot of people that are um, that have nothing to do with what you're doing, but they want a piece of what you're doing. If that makes sense, how do you how do you cope with that? Well, I, I call them the woodwork people, and I teach my students that when you're mm-hmm. doing poorly, they hide in the woodwork. When you do good, they come out of the woodwork. Oh, we miss. Oh, how you doing? Da da da. I'm your, I'm your cousin Larry from. Uh, you don't know my mother, but I'm your cousin. La- you know, it's like they leech. You become a target, sir. You become a target. Yeah. Leeches in the industry are are, are very prevalent. That's why you'll see a guy who's who's uh, famous, uh, real successful, of ten dudes around him. You know, um, acting like they're part of his success. Did you That's ever right. have to deal with that yourself? No, I I usually um, I'm not you know an extrovert, and I'm very careful about who I choose to be around me. Yeah. Uh, the people that here, people that I know care about me, and I care about them. I'm not looking for popularity from strangers and. Uh, women that blah, blah, blah. That's not my thing. I like, you know, people who are with me when I'm up and down. Put it that way. Yeah. So you kind of avoided, like, the whole Hollywood nightlife scene, the the mansion parties and all that stuff. I've been through some, but that wasn't my regular thing. My regular thing was work 
study my craft, be the best I could at what I did, study other people that were better than me, learn from them. I mean, I'm a a totally workaholic like my parents were. My father worked three jobs and mother worked two. They never went on welfare. They took care of themselves. I have the same principles. Uh, it shows in your work. I mean, it, like tonight, we're you know, usually I have a guest on. They're promoting a uh, an album or a movie or project, and you got a few projects, a movie, a, a social media platform, and and um, you're doing this after already having you know, um, you know, decades in the game. I mean, again, man, I really commend you. It's a huge honor to uh, be able to talk to you because. Um, you know, um, I grew up off your uh, your work over the years. I really appreciate you taking the time to chop it up with us, Bill. Um, it means a lot, for real. Before we do get out of here, though, uh, I want to give you the floor. If there's anything we didn't talk about or if there's anything you want to, uh, any websites or anything you want to direct the people to, um, it's all yours, Bill. Uh, do you like, you like quotes? Oh, Absolutely. Um, I'll give you several of my favorite quotes, okay? That sounds good. The first one is from Winston Churchill. True power is an individual's ability to move from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. That's number one. Number two, aspire to inspire for Next yeah, one. Bill, I lost you on number two. You break it up on number two. Aspire to inspire before you expire. That's that's a good one, too. Another one. Um, if a man does not seek humility, humility will seek the man. Yeah. Life the last will one is, that's right. And the last one is, in your lifetime, you will never see a, a smaller package than a person wrapped up in themselves. It was very deep. And those are great quotes. Those are all positive. I was going to say my quote is, uh, three can keep a secret if two are dead, <laughs> which is not a very good <laughs> quote. Uh, but um, before we go, Bill, um, I got the homie Sin all the way from France. I know he he just has a couple questions for you real quick. Um, it's probably about 5 a.m. there. Uh, Sin, you there, brother? Yes, yes. Uh, hi, hi, Scott. Hi, uh, Leonardo Bill Duke. Yeah. Hello. Um, I got a question about uh, uh, the movie Predator, how it was to to do this, do this movie and uh, the nature and the, how it was to... To play it. He had to eat bugs. Time. Yeah. We ate bugs and everything else. We became, we were trained by um, special forces agents that taught us how to deal with, you know, the enemy crawling on our bellies and shooting, how to shoot the guns, how to walk, everything else. And we were in the jungles of Puerto Vallarta and Palenque for a long time. Um, I don't know if you know the story or not, but the predator that you saw was not the original predator. Did you know that? No. 
the original creature was a, was a much was a much smaller creature, and 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 they were going to put the special effects on his body after you know in post production. So he had a felt suit on, and they put him on wires. He flew in the trees with the wires on his back like he was flying, and he had passed out twice from dehydration. The uh, producer came over and said. If you pass out again, I'm firing you. And the guy said, I'm not passing out on purpose. I'm dehydrated. The producer said, don't pass out again. Two weeks go by, and the guy passes out. The producer goes over and fires him. That person was Jean-Claude Van Damme. Wow. That's wild. He couldn't couldn't, um, stay. I mean, it wasn't his fault. You know, um, I imagine that suit was just just hell to be in. Um, well, it was. There was no breathing. There was nothing. Just yeah. felt felt suit. Wow. That's Sir Jungle, Sir it was in Palenque, Mexico, in a right. Yeah. Yeah. The pyramids are yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing right there because, well, like you were saying earlier, though, uh, Sin, you missed it. He was talking about they had to eat bugs just for the protein. Um, that's amazing. Now, what kind of bugs were you like, grub worms? I had no idea what they were. <laughs> yeah. One of the guys um, on the Predator 2 who was a very uh, interesting character um, was Sonny Lanham, uh, yeah. Billy Soul, the tracker. Uh, he was in uh, other uh, great movies like um, Lock Up with Stallone and uh, a lot of good movies, uh, I think 48 Hours. What was it like working with him? He's a wonderful actor and good people. Wonderful actor. He was a team player, too, you know. So all the uh, actors, you know, we, we we created a brotherhood, which was great. Because we were in really challenging conditions, but we all came together and we survived. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, thank you, Sin, for uh, calling in uh, to talk, talk with Bill yeah. with me. Appreciate that. Uh, and Bill, thank you again. Um, you know, uh, please everybody make sure to go uh, check out. Uh, you know, unite, um, sign up today, you know, showcase your talents, and, uh, you know, also make sure, uh, what are the names of both your books again, Bill? I don't want to mess it up. One is um, is The Journey, uh, then Works of the Invisible Man, then my autobiography, um, 40 Years on Screen, the camera, Bill Duke. So. Well, everybody, I encourage you, please support Bill. He's a wonderful human being, man. I thank you for all the work you do for others on your journey. You know, a lot of people, when they're on their journey, they just think about themselves and what they're doing, and you're taking time to stop along the way and help others. And for that, uh, I really appreciate it, and so do a lot of other people. Thank you, Bill. God bless you, my friend, and thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, Anytime, anytime. Hopefully we can do it again in the future. You got it. Take care.
you take care. Everybody, that was Bill Duke, um, real good individual right there. Please go to Unite um, and sign up. I know that's going to be uh, a real good platform, you know, um, better than Facebook and Twitter and IG and all this stuff we got nowadays. Um, so support that. That's UniteNetwork.com, Y-O-U-N-I-T-E, Network.com. Uh, also check him out, No Sudden Move on HBO right now. Um, and please get his books, you know, The Journey and Tale of uh, Human Healing and uh, Works of Invisible Man and get his autobiography, you know. Uh, heck of an artist, director, author, just an overall great human being. Honored to have him on the show. We'll see you guys real soon. Peace.